views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome. I am really excited about this show. My friend and colleague and fabulous radio host, amazing woman, joining me here today, Christine Upchurch. Um, if, whether you listen to her show, you read what she writes, you attend her classes, you hear her speak, energy healer, all of the above, one thing that you will know is that she is all about helping us step out and step into our true nature, which is incredibly amazing people. But sometimes, sometimes, if you're listening to the Christine Upchurch show, sometimes we got to get up and navigate the storm. Today, that's what we're talking about. Christine, it's great to have you here. It's great to be here, Pat. And I'm so glad we're talking about this because I think that so many people need advice and need some guidance about how to navigate in our current storm. Yeah. Yeah. I want to ask you this question as we we jump right into this. And, and you and I have talked at many, many levels, and I've shared my life and certain storms that I've gotten through, which I tell you, I don't think, I, if you would ask me at the time, am I going to get through this? Mm-hmm. I, I would have said no. Right. I don't know that I will get through this uh-huh. um, because these have been big. But somehow we've picked up a few tools along the way. What is it that we can say about the current storm, Uh, that thing where we're feeling the cloud so close to our third eye and that chakra up there so close that we feel like we're suffocating? Yeah, well, I I think there are a lot of people feeling it in their solar plexus as well. Um, Like they've been kicked in the gut. Yes. Um, Yeah. You know, Pat, I think that uh, we're at an interesting time because I think what's happening is there. Many of us in our private lives are experiencing change and, and some turmoil, but really we're also reacting to what's going on on a grander scale. And, you know, of course, I've got a, a very Western-centric um, American perspective, and we've had a surprising election, and we've got some surprising and interesting and illuminating things under, going on right now. But I think what's happening is people are in their own lives kind of feeling off kilter to a certain degree. Maybe not, but some pe- people are feeling very off kilter. And then you compound that with the things that are going on externally, which go v- very much against what a lot of people want in their, in their hearts. 
And it's making people feel like they are just like, you know, barely treading water. Yeah. And, you know, have you ever been in in the ocean or a pool? And, you know, definitely for me, the ocean, I'm not a swimmer, but I love the water and I'm in there and I'm in there. And all of a sudden, I start to feel this pressure underneath me, mm-hmm. which we now know is what do they call that? Yeah, undertow. You know, undertow. Thank right. you. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, my chin is not quite above the water and I'm harder, harder. I'm going harder. And the next thing I know, my nose, that's my sense of it. It's Uh like we have a giant force an undertow Uh that keeps gaining momentum. And I, I agree with you. I don't know that people even know that that's what's happening. They just don't feel good. Right. And, and it's interesting too, about the undertow, what I've learned since, you know, when I was a kid, I had to battle the undertow when I went swimming in the ocean. I haven't swam in the ocean for a while, but Somewhere along along the line, I learned that you're supposed to swim in the direction of the undertow. (laughs) So you're supposed to kind of go with it in order to get out of it. And that is just such a beautiful analogy for what we're going to get into further in this conversation. Well, you know, for, let's talk about why this is important for, for, for us today to understand. You know, when we're thinking about this, right, and people are experienced turmoil, you know, internal, external, mm-hmm. personal, outside world. Is there a difference? Oh, yeah, I think that there is a difference. I think that both can trigger inner issues. But when we're in personal turmoil, first of all, it, we're, we're getting triggered by our woundedness. We're getting, we're getting pushed to create boundaries. And um, we're looking at our personal shadow side and trying to clear things up so that we can get great clarity for navigating towards what it is we want, what it is our soul is calling us to do. With the external chaos, I mean, first of all, many of us who are showing up right now on this planet, who, you know, many of, many of our listeners right now truly, truly want to create a peaceful, loving uh, pl- planet that's just filled with respect and, and co-creative um, wonderment, right? And here they are, and they're facing this external stuff, and it may or may not be triggering the personal shadow, but we are indeed looking at our collective shadow. And in some sense, it's more difficult to look at the external stuff when we are being faced with it and, and don't close our eyes to it because we have very little control or seemingly we have little control. Whereas in our personal life, okay, things happen to us. You know, loved ones pass over, um, you know, we can end up, you know, being in a relationship, we get left or we get laid off of a job. And yet there's some sense of control. And many of us who feel like we've been creating, helping to bring forth this light, helping to create change are saying, well, wait a minute, this thing seems worse than it was before. So it kind of triggers the lack of control even more so. Yeah. Is that like the issue now? Is is this an issue where, you know how sometimes, Christine, we talk about, okay, wait a minute, I don't have control. I don't have control of that. Mm-hmm. But there is like this global, we don't have control of anything idea. Or is that something in my mind? Oh, Did no, I just make that up? No, I think <laughs> you're, you're tuning in really well, Pat, because I think that's what's going on. Um you know, we'll talk a little bit about my perspective on the energetic aspects of it. But the, mm-hmm. in terms of the nuts and bolts, it's like we've got all these things that are being illuminated externally. Things are a mess in many ways. And yet um, we feel in some sense that we have less control. Like you, you and I were talking beforehand, you know, yeah. between the shows 
about how you've been calling senators and you've been yeah. sending this this letter, this 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 um, article to senators and not getting people interested in it. And I know that that many of us are taking steps towards action. Many people who you know generally were just in the 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 light and the meditation and the let's let's keep things positive are actually speaking out and speaking out against things and 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 you know being very proactive in that way. And yet we're just feeling like, okay, there's, there's no control here. So now what? If yeah. we don't have control and we're using all the tools that we used to use and things aren't changing or things don't appear to be changing, now what? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny that we're talking about this because, um, uh, you know, I was on the phone with a friend of mine about uh, three days ago and we were talking about this. And she said to me, she said, are you getting anybody to answer the phone? First of all, when you Mm -hmm. even uh, call the call. Right. Right. So it's not like we're not trying, I Uh think, at some level. And I said, you know, guess what I am? Al Franken. Uh, his office, both of them, the one in DC and then the other one, right? Uh-huh. Both of them, his, his staff people, not only did they pick up and answer the phone, but they listened to what I had to say and they took it down and they passed it on. Mm-hmm. And don't you feel sometimes, especially when we're talking about storm, we have something to say and the storm seems to get worse when there's nobody listening. Yes. However, if you think in terms of, of nobody listening, it's very intentional on their part. And that means that on some level they are listening and they don't want to hear it. So it's, it's, it's kind of like this purposeful avoidance of getting the feedback. But they know that that energy of resistance, they know that that input is there and they're trying to avoid it. So it's kind of like here we yeah. are shining a light in various ways or attempting to shine a light and we're thinking... They're not, you know, they're not opening the door so I can shine the light into that darkness over there. And yet what they're doing is they're, they're it's, it's kind of like, you know, covering, they're, they're, they're running away into a darker space because they know you're coming at them with the flashlight, sort of, so to uh-huh. speak. And it's actually indicative of them realizing that there's a big movement under, underfoot. Yeah. You know, I love what you just said, because um, you and I have picked up a few tools along the way, you know, tools that some people say they're tools to expand our consciousness. But but we've picked up a few of those tools along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, Do we really look at this now and say, all right, I've got these tools let me see how they work for this storm I'm in. Mm-hmm. Or do we sometimes even forget we have the tools? <laughs> well, it <laughs> depends on, on whether our personal woundedness is getting triggered or not. Because when, oh, it, when, it's, when it's getting triggered, um, then what happens is we tend to forget about our tools, at least briefly. Uh, with the collective shadow side that's coming up that we feel like we're, many of us are showing up to, to help illuminate and shift and remove... Um, it's kind of frustrating. It's like, no, you know, I've been doing my meditation. I've been, you know, speaking positively. I'm coming from a place of love more and more and more, and I'm doing this and that, and I'm taking the inspired action, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing what I feel is right based on my toolbox, and yet it's not having the same kind of effect. So it's, it's, it can be a little frustrating. 
Yeah. Well, you know, there's lots for us to talk about, you know, most importantly, um, how do we, how do we create that sense of success within ourselves? Can we do that? Or does the storm literally take us, put us in a whirlwind and we have a sense we are forever there never to get out. Well, I'm not going to answer that question. That's why Christine Upchurch in the house. Uh, Let's take a short break. We come back. The storm, energy, and what happens when we're all caught up in it. We'll be right back. Take your own journey with the angels with Claire Candy Huff's Heaven Sent Guided Angel Meditation CD. Letting go of concerns and living in the now. This beautiful CD walks listeners through practical exercises to help free them from the burdens, worries, and concerns of daily life. Walking a quarter of the way across the bridge, you see a bright emerald green light and sense a loving presence. This is Archangel Raphael's green healing energies nourishing and revitalizing you take a moment now to bathe in this green healing light giving you much more than just relaxation and stress release this wonderfully narrated cd provides vivid visualization soothing and inspiring music and an angel's choir that will bring you peace clarity and a newfound awareness visit angelhealinghouse.com today What is a brilliant culture? And how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you design a culture that is authentic, innovative, and successful. Learn how to create change with Cultural Brilliance Radio, the DNA of organizational excellence and Claudette Rowley. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit ClaudetteRowley.com. Be unstoppable. Who do executive women count on for up-to-date information on everything from stilettos to being heard in the boardroom? To achieve excellence, you must first take control of your life and develop a successful strategy with the Unstoppable Diva. Tune in to Up or Out with Connie Fife, Mondays 5 p.m. Eastern, as she cuts through the BS to guide you to become bold, connected, and unstoppable. For more information, visit uporout.com. Treat the body and expand the soul on June 1st with Lynn Brown. Imagine three days in a hand-built log home nestled in the Cascade Mountain. Activate the collaboration between the body and spirit and allow the accelerated connection as one of the most powerful ways to light up your cells, honor the body's needs in this all-inclusive event. Visit lynnmbrown.com or call 206-931-7356. You, yes you, can be the highest version of yourself. Wellness coach and natural beauty expert Dr. Agnes Frankel is on a mission to help you play the game of your life. Win in vibrancy, health, and beauty. Because you deserve it. Dr. Agnes goes beyond the limits in her personal coaching sessions to revolutionize health and wellness. Now is the time to unleash your true power. For more information, visit dragnesfrankel.com. 
Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Christine Upchurch joining me here today. You know, Christine, before we uh, start talking about the storm and from an energetic perspective, can we take a moment and have you let folks know, first of all, how they can find out more about you, but tell them about your radio show, your blog, your newsletters, all of the things that you're doing to create a better world. Okay. Um, First of all, my website is christineupchurch.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E. U-P-C-H-U-R-C-H dot com. And, you know, I, I do write a blog and I'm writing more and more these days. And, and um, I'm also working on a book. And when it's out, but I, I, I come out from that occasionally and uh, write a blog when I'm inspired. Um, I offer something called Vibration of Change Coaching. And I do some energy work as well. I, you know, for a decade and a half, I guess, um, I have been an energy worker. I actually have taught thousands around the world. And at this point, I still do it with clients, but I'm really shifting more towards the workshops and the coaching because I think that it, it, right now we really need to empower people to be able to shift their own lives. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this and, is so important, though, isn't it, though, in the work that you do? You've, you've been doing this, though. You've been helping people really get to the place of having that empowered shift, right? Yeah, and that's that's key. It's like, it's really about, when you get right down to it, in enlightening somebody vibrationally. And sometimes it happens through talk. Sometimes it happens through entrainment. You know, you can go and be next to somebody who's incredibly evolved and very wise, and afterwards you feel totally shifted, like my life will never be the same and I don't understand it. Um, and it's not just because of the words that came out of their mouth. It's because there's this vibration. You can go in for a healing session and feel very different afterwards. You can actually, um, you know, listen to something that's inspirational and, and shift vibrationally and make changes in your life by taking action and setting new goals. And that can help you to shift. But really, when you come right down to it, it all begins in this moment. It has to begin from this vibrational moment. And so really, you you have to be able to assess where am I at and be able to come to a vibrational place. We'll talk more about this later, about allowing it to occur. Because the universe is here to support us, both personally and collectively, to shift. And the question is, are we going to allow it? Yeah. Let me ask you the question about that, because there is a level of opening, acceptance, trust that, you know, we're talking about here, Mm -hmm. because the word allowing is a powerful, powerful word. And not to be confused, though, 
with becoming a doormat for things, you know, energetically. Can you talk about that? Can you talk about that energetically? Because one really, one really boasts, this is a spiritual awakening letter, uh, a word, and the other one, not so much. Uh (laughs) And the vibration is very different in those two situations. Um, First, let's talk more, more globally, because I think that it will help people with their perspective about what, what's underway right now, both collectively as well as some, some people's individual lives. I really do believe that for a long time, our spiritual energy here that's sort of shifting us towards our connection to soul, our connection to spirit, our connection to God, if that's what you want to call it, our, our connection to all that is, has been the divine masculine. The divine masculine is about uh, using that energy to co-create. It's about this outward movement of, of energy. And it's about having protective power, being steadfast. But it, it definitely is a, an outward kind of movement of energy. And that's what we focused on in terms of the consciousness movement in the last 20 years. It's been a lot about how do we consciously manifest? Okay, we have our intention. We focus on it. We put the energy out there. We kind of shift into a sense of allowing and boom, you know, we, we can move towards um, that next aspect of reality that we want to step into. But that is the masculine movement, that, that, that co-creative, that, that intention is about the outward movement of that energy. And what's happening right now is we are, are getting a certain kind of storm, as I call it, where we are getting an influx of, of the divine feminine energy. The divine feminine is about receiving. It's about allowing in that, that beautiful sense. It's about nurturing what is received. And in order to do that, we have to stop pushing outward with that energy, right? It's a different kind of movement of the energy. So right now, I believe the universe as a whole, if you want to get woo-woo about it, is asking us to get into that place of the the beautiful kind of allowing, like, okay, something positive is coming here. Um, You know, it's coming my direction. I'm just going to allow it to move into me, move through me. Um, And I believe that a lot of this turmoil that we are experiencing has to do with, it's, it's kind of like not only testing us if, to see if we can sort of surrender to that positive movement, but it's, it's actually allowing us to kind of um, strengthen the muscle, so to speak, you know, hone that skill of allowing in that, in that beautiful, positive way. And so it's kind of like, ultimately, the way you co-create is a combination of the two. When you think about, um, you know, male and female making love, uh-huh. And creating a baby, um, it's really about this this outward movement of energy and this this inward receiving, this, this drawing forth of, of energy, and that's the co-creative ability. But what we've gotten really good at in the last couple of decades is that outward movement of the divine masculine. And right now, I believe we're we're being invited to get better adept at that surrender and then that nurturing of what comes. And that and, and, and Pat, in, in the midst of all that, it can feel like, you know, the, the, the you know what has hit the fan because, yeah. you know, it's a storm. And instead of having this motorboat where we get to say, okay, we're going over there and let's, you know, we've got our charts and we're going to navigate our way over here and we've got the power. Instead, it's kind of like we're in a sailboat and we don't really know how to sail very well and we're just trying to stay afloat, you know. But yeah. the, the universe is blowing us to a, a place that's very positive, I think. 
Well, I think what I also hear you say, and I've heard you say it before, is, you know, we can still be conscious individuals, but there is going to be something that we choose that will either get us at a place of peace or get us more frustrated with what's going on in the world right now. And I think the question I want to ask you is, what is that thing that we can do that will put us in the place of peace and, you know, alleviate us from having to get into more frustration than we could even imagine? Right. Well, I think, first of all, we have to be very clear with ourselves. And that requires awareness. We need to figure out what's ours and what's not. What's collective and what's individual? Because for many of us, um, we get triggered by some of the external events and it's triggered in a very personal way. I've definitely seen that with some of Donald Trump's behavior, for instance. Mm -hmm. Um, Things that should, you know, perhaps trigger people, but trigger me in a particular way because it's, it's some of my personal stuff that I'm still processing, you know, relating to some of my past. Um, in things, issues in my life, you know, when I get to be frustrated, when I get to be reactive, it's kind of like, okay, what's going on here for me? Um, okay, I've got this wound here. It's getting salt in it. I need to work to heal this wound. Or, oh, wait a minute. I forgot to set a boundary here. I need to make it clear that there's a boundary. So it's kind of like, what's my stuff and what's theirs? So, so that's very important for the navigation. And the more we can become clear in our own individual lives the more clarity we have about what's the shadow and what's the light in the external world. And that kind of um, illumination, so to speak, can be very powerful in terms of helping to navigate the collective in a positive direction. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, it totally makes sense. And what I, you know, what my sense of this is, and you said it so well, is if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I'm just one individual and I really cannot make an impact. Uh, Well, you know, we've got some things to share with you today because maybe you're one, but maybe there's another, then maybe 500, Mm -hmm. then maybe 5,000, then 5 million and maybe 50 million. Right. But that's really what we've got to hold on to and what you're, what I think you're talking about. You know, there's a level of awareness to know that A, we're not alone and B, we can make a difference, right? Absolutely. And I think that part of making that difference is, is getting to be more adept in our own lives at allowing the winds to blow us where they may, which means that we actually may be less well-defined. Like we may not understand who we are anymore. And, and that can be a very positive thing. It's like shifting us in ways where we have to reevaluate because clearly as things have been, there are many things in this world and probably in, in many of our individual lives that are broken and we can always improve. But I think that there's an aspect of it where we have to let go of how we define ourselves, let go of some of our notions of how the world should work and how spirituality should work and what things should look like. And yes, it's great to hold a positive vision. And yet we need to become really good at letting go. Oh boy. Let's take a short break. We come back. We're going to talk about, you know, Christine's going to walk us through what is the missing step? Is there a missing step? And if so, is it attainable for me or should I just let it stay missing? We're going to take a short break. 
Christine Upchurch. She is the host of the Christine Upchurch Show and much more. If you want to find out more, please visit our website, christineupchurch.com. We're going to take a short break. We come back. Are you willing to take a look at that missing step and decide, yeah, I think I'm going to take a nail and a hammer and a a couple of layers of wood, and I think I'm going to build myself that step. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You want to stay with me in the morning You only hold me when I sleep I was meant to tread the water But now I've gotten into deep For every piece of me that wants you To see your life from an angel's perspective, book a personal consultation with Claire Candy Hoff, angelic walk-in angel Ariel at Angel Healing House. Candy provides intuitive counseling, Reiki, and angel readings in person in Los Angeles or nationally and internationally via phone or Skype. She will channel the practical tools you need to transform your life. Call now, 831-277-3716 or visit angelhealinghouse.com. Do you feel that there's a bigger, better life for you? Is there anything holding you back from living the life you were meant to live? If you'd like to find your life's true purpose and calling, join the world's foremost authority on primal spirituality. David Carr share in Becoming a Sun Radio, emotional and spiritual intelligence for a happy, fulfilling life. Tune in once a month to Becoming a Sun Radio with David Carr share on the Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit davidcarshare.com today. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Time. Talk radio. Hey, did you know why they call the foundation the foundation? It's called the foundation because it completely eliminates your foundation for what you thought your reality was and creates a whole new space where you can have an entirely new reality that is foundationless. So from my point of view, they should call it the unfoundation or the foundationlessness. Either way, there's a big new global rewrite happening again because these guys cannot stop changing. There should be like a change anonymous that Gary and Dane go to. And it's happening April 28th to May 1st. You can find out about it at accessconsciousness.com forward slash global foundation. It's happening in Paris. Go to Paris or do it online or find a pod near you. These are all the options you have. And what else is possible?
everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Uh, and, you know, please check it out, thedrpatshow.com or transformationtalkradio.com. And uh, certainly uh, you can visit Christine at christineupchurch.com. You know, today what we're talking about is navigating, navigating, what a powerful, powerful word, navigating the storm. And, you know, Christine, you're taking us on a journey to help us understand, you know, is there a current storm? And if so, are we all relating to it? Then if we do relate to it, then what is it and how does it affect us from an energetic perspective? Mm -hmm. And now we're going to talk about the missing step. Like I said before, are we ready to get out our wood, our hammer and our nails and either build it or just be okay with that being missing? Mm, Isn't that the question? Yeah, and I I tell you, you know, I've talked briefly about this missing step um, once on my show, and Mm -hmm. I think that it's... um, it's a very important step. And the question is, are people going to be willing to do it? And mm. it's, it doesn't require a hammer, hammer and nails, though. It's, uh, in some ways, it's, it's simpler than that. And in other ways, it's far more painful. And, you know, should I say, like, I'm kind of relieved, uh, <laughs> but I'll wait to hear. I'll uh, wait to hear. <laughs> well, you know, as we were talking about before, um, many of us have learned about and have applied in our lives in many successful ways conscious manifestation techniques. And many of us have, you know, figured out how to take inspired action to affect change. And, and so sometimes we're successful and sometimes we're not. And I think that those are very positive things to do. Um, and also there are many who focus on the positivity, like the, the, the positive thoughts are really, really important what it is we're creating. But I tell you something, oftentimes when we take this approach there's something that is missing and that's really, really important. And it's going to sound kind of counterintuitive, but here it is. Um, We need to feel the pain and the sadness and the grief that we have for things being as they are right now and not being as we want them. Because I think what's happened both collectively through compartmentalization in many ways and sort of denial in many ways, and personally by not wanting to look at some of the more difficult things going on in the world or perhaps in our own lives, what we do is we say, oh, I don't want to focus on that. I don't want to focus on that. And I'm not saying immerse yourself in the news or immerse yourself, you know, 24-7 in your own issues where you're feeling really down about things. But what happens is As we are, how do I put this? As this divine feminine energy is coming in, as we are having this potential to basically eventually move that positive energy out, we must open our hearts both individually and collectively. And when we compartmentalize, when when we pretend that we're not feeling that sadness that animals are being abused. When, we've pre- mm. when we say, you know what, I know that there's some terrible things going on in Syria right now, but I just can't allow myself to feel about it because it's going to take me down that rabbit hole. Um, you know, whatever it is, there's so many difficult things that we get exposed to on social media and elsewhere, but we avoid feeling the pain. And, and here's, the, here's the deal. By feeling the pain, it's allowing us to break through the, that crust. I know you talk a lot about crust yeah. busting, don't you, Pat? Yeah, that, I do. That crust that's over the heart. And grief does that. And so 
Um, I think that when we're feeling tossed about by both internal and external events and we come upon something big, like, okay, if somebody we love dies, that Mm. automatically breaks through. Most of us, most of us cannot just stay in that stoic place and say, oh, I don't really need to deal with that. I need to focus on where my life is going. You know, I can't deal with that pain or I don't need to deal with that pain. But on a more collective level, we really need to truly say, oh my gosh, there are these horrible things in the world. And whether I've been facing it or not, I've got pain in my heart associated with it. Because whether you're actually looking at the events or not, there's this collective energy and that pain is there because we, our hearts feel connected to that pain. So by allowing ourselves to occasionally go down that rabbit hole of experiencing that that sadness that we that those of us who care truly really feel and those of us who don't care probably feel too to a certain degree but those of us who care are the ones who are being asked to show up and allow that pain into our hearts so that we can open our hearts more fully because as we do that it connects energetically with other people whose hearts are open it opens our hearts wider and of course, um, I know that there's heart math um, and, and other researchers that have shown that our heart energy extends much further than any other energy in our bodies. And so that, you know, that heart energy can change the world. But we have to allow that pain in to sort of clear up that, that crust in our own hearts. Yeah. You know, I watched something last night. Now, I'm not talking, I'm not going to share this like it's some mega, mega event in the world, but it kind of is. I, I watched The Voice last night, and that's that singing show. Right. And um, I really don't usually watch that show, but I love some of the, the, some of the people on, on, on it that are, are contesting. Last night, something happened that started a trend. Here's what happened. The first person I, to to get selected for the top, I don't know what number, and maybe Benny can dig up the song. Um, she did a Linda Ronstadt song. She's 15, 15 years old. Mm-hmm. She got selected. She was so shocked, Christine. You know what authentic shock looks like, oh, the yeah. emotion you're talking about right now? You know the emotion you're talking about, uh-huh. that raw? This 15-year-old screamed, held her head, didn't know what to do. And, and through the, the, the emotions of a youngster ran down the stage. Really? She wasn't supposed to be running down the stage Uh and hugged her coach. Now, you know, it's just a little protocol. You're supposed to go off to the side and guess what? Mm. Everybody did it. That's great. Everybody did it. This 15-year-old was so excited emotionally, unprecedented, because you're not supposed to do stuff like that. Right, right. Con- yeah. Control that hard energy. Con- yes. Yeah. 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 And Benny knows who I'm talking about, That's right, Bren- Benny? Uh, Brenly. Yeah. Sorry, Brenly Brown, yeah. I believe. Yeah. yeah. Started a trend. It would have been abnormal for one of the other contestants not to do that. Mm-hmm. Aren't you really talking about a level of expression that in itself showed that she was releasing her joy as we would release our anger and fear and frustration? Mm-hmm. Yes. And it allows us to show up differently, I think. It, it does. And it's, um, I mean, obviously, 
she affected people by example. And, um, it, you know, I, I didn't see it, so it's hard to know how many others were actually doing it because it truly came from their hearts or not. And yet it, it did have this ripple effect, which is such a cool thing. Yeah. And, you know, you're talking about feelings and many people would call them negative emotions, the mm-hmm. kind of feelings we're expressing today. Right. Um, uh, and we also don't feel like we could share it. That's why I wanted to put up that example. And mm-hmm. I, I'd love to skip the next break because we've got so much to talk about here. But we don't share our emotions. Mm-hmm. And the reason I wanted to share that little story is there. I think there's something we can learn. I think so, too. And that authenticity, that authentic feeling that she expressed on national television, um, how powerful is that? You know, showing up for her, the, the, the true gratitude that she felt in, towards her coach in expressing her soul as much as she could at age 15. And I got to tell you, the song that she sang was a gut, it was gut wrenching. Mm. It was one of the, you know, saddest songs, uh, you know, I, I mean, all around, you know, this is something that I find in, in our society, we condition ourselves not to emote, period. Right. It's interesting. And I think it's particularly prevalent in the consciousness movement that kind of sort of was taking us beyond religion either uh, uh, instead of religion or expanding to include religion, but going beyond that. And there's this, this sense of, oh, you've got to be positive. Well, it's all good. It, it's all good. It, it's all <laughs> to be accepted. And if it's there, whether you're expressing it or not. And it doesn't mean that it's always appropriate to express every emotion in every situation. However, you need to be true to yourself. And sometimes it's very appropriate to express the sadness and, um, you know, I've, I've briefly talked about this on uh, my show once, and I've also written about it, but it's, it was a very powerful learning experience for me. When I was in fourth grade, my teacher, she was great. She was this bright light. She seemed very authentic. You know, sometimes she was in a slightly bad mood, but generally she was just very encouraging. And um, she cared deeply about me, and I felt like she was really helping to move me along to become who I wanted to be. And it was towards the very end of the school year, Pat, and she was reading aloud the story. You know, it's like every afternoon she'd read more about this this um, this book. It was called The House of Sixty Fathers, I think it was the name of it. Name yeah. of it. it was about um, Japanese invasion of China, I think. And it was about this little boy who got separated from his parents in his village when there was an invasion of his town. So he ends up getting kind of adopted by this, this barracks of, I guess it was soldiers, U.S. soldiers, maybe. I don't remember the details, but I do remember it. It was almost the very end of the book. And she's reading aloud to us. And there she is. And she's, you know, just getting through it. And all of a sudden she starts to read this section and her voice gets choked up. What she's reading is the mother talking to the little boy. And he says, or she says, they, they get reunited at the very end. And she's saying to the little boy, someday there will be no more shooting and no more running from shooting, and no war. And as my teacher, who's generally very positive, is reading these words, she's having a hard time getting them out because she's kind of pushing back the tears, holding back her tears. And then she kind of looks at the book. She looks at the student teacher who's near her. She hands the book to the student teacher as she's like kind of running out. And as she's exiting the classroom, she says, but there will always be war. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, 
This is during the Vietnam War, and my parents would say horrible things about the war. They were horrified by it, right? They used to watch the nightly news, and that's one of the times where in the media started to really show some, you know, some of the horrific things. And they would be blaming, and they would be angry, and, and they were touched deeply by it too. But here was somebody who was being touched deeply through that sadness, that breaking open of the heart, that, that crust is kind of beneath that anger and the blame associated with war is the pain that people are killing themselves, you know, and, and the, the horrible things. And so there she was being completely disillusioned in that moment, and it inspired me because I thought, here's somebody who truly cares. I could feel the energy of her heart breaking open, you know, that, that crust in front of it breaking open, and it touched my heart, and it actually ignited me to want to become a better person to help change the world. Yeah, you know, we are really at a choice point right here. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't know who was it that said it uh, first, but, you know, sometimes when we go through the storm and we emerge out the other side of it, we've built up a level of resilience that you wouldn't ordinarily have had. Yes. Are you sensing that that is what this would be about? That is that, is, is this about a new direction? Are we going to be stronger Oh, I absolutely think that we're going to be stronger. But it goes beyond the, what we think of as strength. Because strength, mm-hmm. typically, you think of as the doing, like being able to lift something heavier. Um, at, like there's something, a, there's a burden that needs to be held. And it feels a little different to me that it's not just about becoming stronger, but being more adept at allowing the winds to blow us where they might. And, and having some, and developing further trust that this will help get us to where we want to go. Yeah. When we think about this and we now say, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. What are going to be some of the tools that I'm going to be able to use right here mm-hmm. so that I can weather the storm? Well, You know, what can I do? How can I teach? How can I learn? How can I be? And how can I pass it on? Like with the story you just shared, uh-huh. how, how do we pay this forward? Well, I think that, first of all, we need to be true to ourselves, which requires Mm -hmm. quite a bit of awareness. Self-awareness is, you know, kind of simple in some ways, but not easy to do, you know. Um, And we need to be honest about how we're feeling about things. What And look at what's ours and what's not. What what is it that we want um, to connect with like-minded people? And really, I think that despite the turmoil... I think it's the perfect time for us to connect with life in a way where we have a sense of childlike wonder. And in fact, Pat, um, I wrote a blog recently about this. I was inspired to write a blog, and I would love to have a chance to just go ahead and read it on air. Please, please do. Recently, as I was making my bed and adding the final touch of a throw blanket across the corner of my bed, I realized something about myself. I have great attachment to the various throw blankets around my house. The one I keep on my bed, so soft to the touch and the perfect shade of smoky lavender. The one across the arm of my favorite living room chair, pale teal in color and lightweight enough to provide just enough warmth there by the fire. The fuzzy blue one on my couch, quite soft and large enough to keep anyone lying there comfortably warm while watching television or taking a nap. The woven burgundy and cream blanket on my work chair, looking beautiful next to the floral painting above it, providing warmth when I am on business calls and, or working on my computer. 
I began to ponder why I feel such a deep appreciation for blankets. Yes, staying warm is a basic human need. Yes, I enjoy decorating, so I care about color and texture. But there must be something more to it. And then I remembered. When I was a little girl, I had two small blankets that I took to bed with me every night. Somehow these blankets got nicknamed Christine's Lovey Covers. They were soft with silky edges, eventually tattered, but always loved. Here was my answer. The appreciation I feel as an adult for throw blankets is rooted in my childhood joy. I believe that our fond memories of childhood relate to our deep connection with life. It's about our relationship with family, friends, pets, nature, and our various experiences. As children, we are very rooted in our senses, so little things make big impressions. The soft feel of a blanket, the cadence of a nursery rhyme, the smell of our favorite meal cooking, the sound of crickets chirping on a summer evening, the sight of a squirrel climbing a tall tree, the sound of children playing outside, the look, feel, and smell of a brand new book, the warmth of sunshine upon our face, the tickle of ice cream melting onto our hound, the repetitive breathing of our dog cuddling next to us, the sound of rain hitting the roof as we fall asleep. I suspect that somewhere along the way, many of us let go of some of that childlike wonder and appreciation. Our senses become dulled by the responsibility associated with living. We rarely allow ourselves to experience the fullness of the multitude of moments we live each day. Fortunately, there is an anecdote to this, and it's simple. We can open our awareness and view our daily experiences with a renewed sense of wonder. At various moments throughout the day, we can consciously choose to live more fully. It's a simple prescription, but can take on a variety of forms. Pay close attention to the path of the bird flying past your window. Experience the sensations in your body as you dance to your favorite music. Listen carefully to the clicking sounds as you type on the computer. And I go on, and you get the idea. But purposely experiencing childlike wonder we are no longer young and when we're no longer young and naive can have a powerfully transformative effect. It's about engaging joyfully in the moment despite our responsibilities, relationship problems, financial stress, or the chaos of some of the external events. It speaks to life about what we want more of instead of communicating resistance to what we don't want. And life is always listening. In some ways, choosing childlike joy in the moment is a form of protest. No, it's not protest against responsibility or even adulthood. Rather, it's about protesting the, the common notion that life is filled with drudgery. In that moment, it's making the choice to experience gratitude over anything else. And I go on to talk about some of the ramifications in this blog, but really that, that opening to our senses in the moment to experience childlike wonder when there are all these crazy things happening in the world actually helps us to become very aware of what's going on inside of us, and it helps us to navigate because we come from this place of inspiration as opposed to reactivity. You know, this is really what you're talking about and getting back to that that place. And first of all, thank you for reading that. What I love about this is you're asking us to go back and revisit that which is our true nature, aren't you? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. and to trust that um, allowing ourselves to experience things in that moment when it's not the things that we need to deal with, you know, in, in some conscious way, like we need to get to this goal or we need to call the senators or we need to fix, you know, fix this or fix that. It's not, mm -hmm. not the list of things, but rather the moment. We might be doing something on that list. 
And uh, if you want, listen to the, or if you read the full blog, you know, get more into that. But anyway, it's, it's about that present moment awareness that really, truly helps us to navigate. You know, my mom used to say something to me in her 50 million uh, anecdotal sound bites that she learned growing up in the deep south. Mm-hmm. And she used to say, you know, you don't fix something that's not broken. Mm. Um, she says, you fix what is broken and you don't break what is fixed. And I got to tell you, it took me like decades to really get that. And I think that part of what people are sensing is that we all really want a better life for ourselves. Oh, yes. Our family and the world. Mm -hmm. And I think we're real smart. And, you know, we can tell the difference between column A, a better life, and column B, not so much. Right. <laughs> and and yet when it feels like it's not what we want, if it's if it is there, then we need to somehow come into this vibration of allowing it. Yeah. Like yeah. we can only get from point A to, to point B by starting at point A. You know, I talk about the vibration of change in my workshops. You and I have talked about that. I've got it, I think it's the front page of my uh, website. There's a link to mm-hmm. our conversation about that. But really Somehow we have to come to ease, and it may mean that in this moment, in this chat with this childlike wonder, suddenly we're recognizing that we're feeling very, very sad about a state of something in the world or something in within our own lives. We need to be willing to not only be aware, but embrace what is on some level. Get ourselves to have some ease about what is, because it's from that place that we truly can transform our lives as well as the world. And I tell you. The more you embrace your life and embrace the moments, it has this, it has this contagion, you know, it, it spreads. Yeah, it does. And, and, you know, we know the opposite is true as well. Oh, absolutely. We know the opposite is true. Um, Christine, thank you today. What a great, great conversation. Thank you for bringing this forth. Again, please let folks know how, know how they can find out more about you, about some of the upcoming things you're doing as well. Well, you can reach me through um, Facebook. You can follow me on Facebook, uh, Christine Upchurch. I don't have a middle name, and uh, so if you find somebody with a middle name, it's not me. Uh, ChristineUpchurch.com, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, and then UpAndChurchTogether.com. And I do coaching. And speaking of navigating storms, I'm just on the other side of a divorce and I've, I've spent a lot of time doing some inner work. And so um, I'm planning some more events for later in the year. So keep an eye on the events page on my website. And uh, you can find me that way. Wow. Thank you so much. Last question. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? Oh, to have trust. Because mm. it's, you know, in this analogy of being tossed about in the storm and we don't even, we're not even quite sure how to use these sails and we're so used to using a motorboat, right? We've never learned to sail. <laughs> that just keep yourself afloat and be accepting of how you feel. Trust in the process and understand that um, how you feel about yourself and, and the, the changes you make within your own life has a positive effect and will help each of us and all of us reach the other shore. Awesome. Christine Upchurch, everyone. I'm Dr. Pat. Stay tuned for another hour on Transformation Talk Radio.
preceding audio was via a Skype call.